I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And we just watched I'm sorry, we're closed. Oh, no, 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 I, I called about the- Sorry, pal. Holidays are hell. I'm scared. Shh. Time to close your eyes and go to sleep. Someone's coming tonight. Holidays is a uh, 2016 anthology film. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's one of those um, <laughs> multiple directors, multiple writers, yeah. and apparently, from what little I know about this, um, basically each creative team was told this, like they were given their assignment of okay, you get Halloween, you get Valentine's Day, whatever. Mm-hmm. They went off in their own directions. They got to do whatever they wanted to, and then they came back <clears> later. To you know, kind of throw it all together. Mm-hmm. So there's no. This is one of those anthology films without an overarching theme. Like there's no nothing that connects these together. Other than at all. being holidays, right? No, no, great, great point. Yeah. yeah, they are. <laughs> they are holidays that that links them all together. But otherwise, there's no wraparound story that that right. ties it all together. There's nothing that kind of thematically ties them together other than the holiday aspect, right? right. Mm-hmm. So tonally, these are all over the place. Like some are yeah. strictly horror, some are kind of silly. Uh, some are just almost experimental films, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Kia, you want to give us the rundown, or do you want to skip it and just jump straight into review with Jeff Wilson? A, run- a rundown on all of Well, let's, let's, let's go one by one. Yeah. Let's go chronological. So, Va- Valentine's Day was the first one, right? Valentine's Day. My okay. synopsis. Girl is teased at her school, similar to Carrie, and she's in love with her gym coach. Oh, am I just... Oh yeah, should we we should just go ahead and say spoilers because it's gonna be hard. Spoilers, to, they're all yeah. so short. Everything is a spoiler. Yeah, um, and and I guess we should specify pretty much every major holiday is covered. Every Western holiday is is touched on this. So we have except for Independence Day and Columbus. Day. Interesting, yeah. Well, and Memorial Day and Labor Day. And Arbor those are just day. days we get <laughs> off. So. Thanksgiving wasn't included, which is interesting. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So okay, so well, major. We got, we got some big ones. There's a few that were left out, but we yeah. have. Uh, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, and Christmas. And, and New Year's. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. New Year's right. Eve. So it was a total of eight. Okay. Um, so Eight of the big ones. Yeah. Eight of the big ones. So yeah. I guess just spoiler, just get right into it. Right? Is that how we're doing mm-hmm. this? I guess so, right? We'll go, we'll go each installment. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, so uh, the first yes. um, segment is called Valentine's Day. And it's basically about a girl that gets teased at her at her school, and um, she is also she's kind of I guess kind of an outcast, kind of weird, and she also has a crush on her gym coach, and it's called Valentine's Day. Right. And it takes place obviously on Valentine's Day. Yeah, and they're uh, uh, she's she's on the I'm not I don't know if it's a swimming team or if it's just a thing they're doing for uh, you know their. Uh, PE yeah. class of their but she's supposed to like dive off of this diving board or whatever and she's being mercilessly teased while her coach does nothing to reprimand the girls teasing her 
yeah, you, you get the sense that he's preoccupied with something huge, though, yeah. and it's later revealed, right, mm-hmm. that he needs a heart transplant. So he's yeah. just extremely worried about that and focused on that and yeah. not really worried at all about his job. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and she is mercilessly the, the main character teased by these girls. I mean, it's just like almost ridiculous how, yeah. how mean they are to her and everything. And and they're not even like, hey, the teacher's here. Maybe we should like calm this down. They're like, right. who cares about the teacher? You're a freak. <laughs> you know. Uh, what was it? They they had like a they kept taunting her, calling her a name. Is it was it Maxi Pad? Maxi Pad. Yeah. yeah. Which again is a lot like Carrie. I mean, that's yeah. that's a very similar uh, idea. They said somewhere in the movie, there's I don't remember exactly what article of clothing, but someone's wearing like an article of clothing with like a rainbow. Mm. Logan or something, Logan um, slogan on it or something or picture, and then that was harkening back to I guess something mm. that was in Carrie, oh, but cool. I don't Maybe remember not. exactly okay. what. Cool. Yeah. And it was uh, directed by the guys who did uh, Star Eyes. Yes. Oh, Dennis nice. Whitmire nice. and Kevin Kolsch. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> But, right, I mean, we're kind of given the idea that she is in love with her coach. A lot of, like, surreal imagery and, and almost, like, dream fantasies yeah. showing him uh, being very affectionate with her, but it's it's completely her own fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he is nice to her, though. She, he does show her some humanity, and I think she almost drowns in the pool, right? And he rescues her. Right. Right? I forgot if that's dream sequence or if that's actually... No, that really happened. Yeah. And he, he, like... You can tell he feels bad for her because she's teased so badly, right. and so he just writes a little note to her that says he's he's writing it to his girlfriend, and then mm. she I think she says something shitty to him over the phone. He's like, "Well, fuck, you want to write it to the girl too?" <laughs> right, right. So he like makes it up to Maxi Pad, and then is, oh, no. says, <laughs> and it just says "coach whatever," and then she imagines that it says "love coach," blah blah blah. Right, right. Um, um, and she learns that he <clears throat> needs a heart transplant, right? They're they're doing like a fundraiser for yeah. her coach, um, yeah. and uh, so it's very on her mind. You know, a coach loves me. B, uh, he needs a heart transplant. Yeah. Right. Um, then we go down a slippery slope that leads to <laughs> horrific results. Yes. And the uh, the funny thing is, you know, there's this scene where she's at the top of the the diving board and she looks down and there's a brick in the pool. And I was like, well, I already know where this is going. <laughs> Which I think, you know, they're, you see, like, basically, you're like, she's going to hit somebody with that brick at some mm. point. <laughs> That's what I thought anyway. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Do we want to move on? Oh, do we want to rate this one? Are we going to rate them as we go? Are we revealing what happens? What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, sure, might as well. Spoiler warning. So, so each, each installment, we're going to reveal what happens? Eh, maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm asking out loud. I didn't really think about it. Really not. That's, that's what makes this difficult because... There's so many of yeah, them. Yeah, and with a normal review, you can just say, spoiler from here on out, but now you're like, spoiler for here until the next three minutes. Come back, you know. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's fair, like, if someone wants to watch the movie, they'll watch... If we say spoilers here on out and they don't want to hear their spoilers just yet, they'll go watch the movie yeah. first. Okay. I feel like we, we if, spoil everything. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That's, that's a good point. point. Right. Yeah. So yeah, she follows the girl into the woods, smacks her over the head with the brick, and then cuts her throat, and then like cuts her heart out, <laughs> gives the heart to the coach. Yeah, that's I'm that's very the uh, that's the uh, <laughs> twist. I guess is uh, she murders 
uh, one of her classmates and gives the ho- the heart to uh, the coach <laughs> as her valentine, right? And because they pre- made they make that bully girl seem so horrible and unlikable, you're you're kind of like, yeah, she deserves it, <laughs> right? Right. I wonder if the heart of like a fourteen year old girl is going to be enough for like a thirty year old man. Mm. Especially if it was ripped out works. unprofessionally. And, yeah. Well, that probably doesn't yeah. help either. That would have been kind of a funny thing instead of like when he opens the door and he's instead of looking horrific, he's the like. The theme of. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it would be funny if, like, instead of like opening the door and being like horrified that she's holding a, a heart in her hand, he's going to be like, The fuck are you doing? I can't use that. Like, <laughs> it did it all wrong. You know. The theme of this is it's the thought that counts. Oh. The gift of the Magi. <laughs> Okay, that's Valentine's Day. All right, let's spoil the next one. St. Patrick's Day. Takes place in Ireland, and it kind of centers around this legend about there being no snakes in Ireland. Jeff, you watched this more recently. Yes. Tell us everything. Um, By the way, this this installment is directed by Gary Shore, Mm -hmm. who previously directed Dracula Untold. Got that, that in my ex- notes. Yeah, that yeah. Explains a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Why did you not like this one? This was um, the one that you went for. It was, and now it was kind of weird. It started out pretty well, but I think it ended on like a really weird note. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, as all of these did, but um, I think I thought it started out strong, but yeah. This one I didn't really understand that. That's much. why I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> I think what I really liked about this one, right? Because uh, I, I think this is one of the stronger entries, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, because I think that with an American sensibility, we would have heard St. Patrick's Day and we would have immediately went to leprechauns. Mm-hmm. It would have involved leprechauns, right? Mm-hmm. And I like that this went like further back. And talked about the actual myth of uh, St. Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of uh, leading the snakes out of Ireland mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I like that it kind of ran with those ideas. And there's this great moment where, you know, the, the main character, she's a teacher. And she's kind of led uh, into the scenario where she's seduced and has sex with someone or whatever. And um, uh, when she wakes up, you know, the back of a car, she's seduced in the back of a car, has sex with someone in the back of a car, right? And when, when she wakes up, there's like a snake skin, in the back right. of the car, right? She holds it up and it's all like, what? You know, and it's kind of like, it's almost like a used condom, right? I think that's kind of what they're going for is that kind of imagery or whatever, but it's right. actually a, a snake skin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as, as we're going along, this pregnancy gets more and more bizarre, you know what I mean? Like we learn more and more ideas about these, the weirdness of this pregnancy. Uh, people are suggesting that she needs to get an abortion or needs to get rid of it or, you know, whatever. And she's like, no, 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 it's my baby, you know? And, uh, when we finally, when it's finally revealed what she has, I mean, it just goes off the deep end. It's just like this really bizarre, strange. Well, there's also you know, a little girl too. Right, we have the little girl in class that kind of leads her down the. the Who is yeah. great as a creepy little girl? Yeah, she's she really good. I did like. There's her. the scene yeah. where she's like flipping the pages, yeah. and she's like, "Man, that kid is yeah. creepy." I'm guessing yeah, the little but... girl was a witch, because wasn't she like? Didn't she? I'm trying to remember. I think it's kind of implied that there's a cult surrounding yeah. uh, this this snake deity, maybe that you know kind of ties in with Saint Patrick and everything. Um, it's kind of implied that uh, maybe it's Satan, right? Maybe Satan is the guy in the leather jacket that looks kind of like uh, John Travolta in. Yeah, uh, or they kept calling him like a Kaniki looking guy or something. Or there's like Zuko. Like, Zuko. Or Danny yeah, Zuko. Zuko. Yeah, he looks like huh. you know Greece, right? Yeah. And it's almost kind of like a gag, right? I mean, 
uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I just I liked it. Just again because me being an American, I would have done leprechauns. It would right. have been something to do with leprechauns. It would have been something with a pot of gold or whatever. And I liked that it went, you know, somewhere else with with uh, the holiday and everything. It was maybe a little overly long. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been trimmed a good solid five ten minutes, and it would have held just as much impact and been just as fun mm-hmm. and but bizarre. The ending was weird because doesn't doesn't she give birth to like a giant snake? Yeah, they're like running around. Yeah, spoilers. Like... Yeah, there's like <laughs> a big like. No, no, I mean, I was just saying, like, yeah, that's that's how, that's the big reveal, is that it's just this huge snake that she gives birth to, and it has humanoid features, right? Oh. It has, like, a humanish face, and it, it seems to have arms at a certain point. Like, I feel like there's a, mo- a moment where you can see little arms hang off of it, yeah. and they're all dancing, you know, this little cult is dancing with this big snake, and the mom is not really that horrified by it. She kind of embraces it, and kind of enjoys her place, you know? Yeah. I remember that scene where the doctor is trying to tell her, like, yeah, you're pregnant. And she just doesn't want to hear anything other than you're pregnant. She's just, like, mm. so excited mm. that she's having a baby. It's like, yeah, you're having a reptile. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's great. I don't care what's yeah. wrong with yeah. girl. Just, yeah. like, listen ah. to me. You know? okay. That's what I'm saying, though. I kind of appreciate that it went against a lot of our expectations. Because in a typical story, you know, she would have found out she was gonna pregnant with this abomination. And it would have all been about you know, this cult kidnapping her and mm-hmm. forcing her to have this baby against her will. And it would have been this gratuitous, like, no, no, I'm having a baby, you know, and they right. rip it out and it's like, no, you know, but they went the opposite direction. She's like in love with it. She yeah. loves the idea of being in this group. Can't wait and, this snake baby. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. you know, no <laughs> doubt. But I don't know, I kind of dug it. I kind of dug it. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on to Easter. Easter. Are we, should we like grade these as we go? Give our final grade since it's kind of hard to give. It might be yeah, hard to give point. it as a grade overall. So, what well, would you give Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Um, there's a fun little story. I'd say about a. <laughs> Hold on. B minus. Are we gonna give the overall movie a grade too? Because then we'll have to like average out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Well, let's just do it at the end then. Let's just say like how we felt about it. Like, did we like Over. it or not? And let's okay. kind of leave it at that, and then we'll give an overall for the whole movie. Okay, it's a good yeah, idea. For a grade at the so end. So for Valentine's Day, uh, it's okay. <laughs> okay. You liked that one a lot, didn't you? I liked it. I thought it was, um, I understood it. It was yeah. really, I think, the only one, well, there are some more that made sense, but I think this one was, it had like an, an absolute story that you didn't yeah. have to go what what just happened what was that about yeah. so i like i like that it was it, it kind of reminded me of uh something that would be in tales from the crypt yeah, yeah. that kind of thing I, I liked it too and i thought it was the best use of time of all almost all of them like it gets in and out like it's a good yeah. 10 minute you know sequence or whatever yeah. and uh very economical you know what i mean like they, they weren't trying to tell some high brow like kia was saying it's not super highbrow but it's like still yeah kind of beautiful and well acted and everything yeah. so uh, yeah I dug that one too cool and then yeah. what was this and I'm the sole defender of St. Patrick's Day go ahead and shit on it both of you <laughs> in unison that one didn't do much for me but I get what you're saying though about not going for the leprechaun thing that's a good point I think right. that's pretty clever that they went you know in a different direction and I mean, it's, it's an Irish director. I mean, yeah. uh, so I, I think that shows that he actually knew a little bit about yeah. Ireland and St. Patrick and stuff like that. So, but it was bizarre. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the little girl. I thought she was creepy. Yeah, 
I liked her. Um, and I think the whole story of what is this woman having, because there was like a scene where she was in the bathtub. And <laughs> yeah. so that was creepy. But then when you see what she is, what she does have, it was just like, well, that's silly. Yeah. I would have liked it better if she gave birth to something that was terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I felt mean, like that would have made a lot more sense than these people like traipsing around with like this weird humanoid. Kind of like that part was weird. When Beetlejuice turned into a snake. It really did look like that. It really did look like that. But see, I, I, again, that's what I think I like about it, is that it wasn't terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, I think that, like, that's what you expect, is for it to be super scary and for her to be scared. And, you know, there's, like, a sequence where, you know, her parents come and kill it or something. I don't know. But, like, like it was cool that to me that it was, like, this this crazy, you know, they're praying it in a, in a field, you know. I don't know. I dug it. I thought it was kind of fun. I... I <laughs> Again, though, if it had been a little shorter, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. Like, it, it went on a little long, so. Um, Easter. Well, the next one's Easter, directed by Nicholas McCarthy. Who also directed? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I looked him up, and I don't. I didn't really see. He's got a couple of recent ones. Uh, there's one called The Pact and At the Devil's Door, which sound very low-budget horror movies, I'm assuming. But I remember. What is At the, oh, that one, At the Devil's Door is on Netflix. Is it? I know for sure, because I've seen it. I haven't watched the movie, but... You've seen, like, the image? I've seen the image, yeah. This has a gross mutant Jesus Easter bunny. (laughs) (laughs) That's your synopsis? That's what I wrote in my my notes. Gross mutant Jesus Easter bunny. (laughs) That is true. I forgot it does have, like, the crown of thorns. Mm -hmm. Right. It's got, like, the hole on his side. I mean, the basic story is a young girl's going to bed before Easter, right? And she asks her mother... Uh, a couple of uh, theological questions that the mom cannot answer. I mean, it's about why on Easter do we have eggs and what does the bunny have to do with it and all this stuff. And the mom's basically like, listen, just go to sleep. Don't worry yeah. about it. And kind of lets her go. So this girl goes to sleep. And she's or... like worried about Jesus being a zombie. She's like, but he came back from the dead. Right. She's like, well, that's different. Just <laughs> right. go to sleep. You know? she, she has like kind of deep questions and the mom's just not really ready to, to go over that stuff with her. Um, and uh, the little girl does wake up in the middle of the night worried about these these situations and glimpses the, the Easter bunny doing doing its thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is eggs. it... And it's far grosser than you think it's going to be. <laughs> right, right. Is it established in the, in, 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 the, in the segment that you're not supposed to see the Easter bunny? Because that's what I remember. I, I thought somewhere it was, like, established. The mom does say something like that, doesn't she? Doesn't she say something like, you know, you're supposed yeah. to go to sleep or the Easter bunny won't come? That, yeah. that something like that, thing. okay. Because yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know there's that scene where the Easter bunny is like, no one has ever seen me or the mm-hmm. first or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, she's obviously terrified with this disgusting, like... Yeah, just, it's definitely yeah. very effective. Yeah, because the Easter bunny is not like your typical Easter bunny. It's like <laughs> a cross between, like... You know, it's not Jesus. yellow with a white belly. Yeah, it's like it's flesh tone, but it's also got weird, like hairy back and chest, and then it's got, you know, one of the stigmata stuff, like the holes in the hands, and that's where little chickens come out. Yeah, yeah Easter, Easter eggs. eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, um, he makes her like stick her finger in the hole in his side. And, yeah, like, if that when you said that kind of reminds me of the part in the Bible mm-hmm. where yeah, it's I like, think, if you don't think it's really me coming back, stick right. your finger in my side. Mm-hmm. It's deliberately, yeah, I think yeah. it's very deliberate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's like, "Now you will be the Easter Bunny, and you'll never see your mother again." Well, no, she said, "She's." To me, that was the scariest part. Where you know, the, the little girl says, uh, "Well, before we go, can I say bye to my mom?" And the Easter Bunny says, "Well, where you're going, you'll never see your parents ever again." 
you know, and like the way he delivers it is very chilling to me. Like yeah. I was very like, ooh, like you know, I had a moment. Because it's established, like when you see the Easter Bunny, isn't it that you then become the new Easter? You kind of take its place. Yeah. 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 So, and I guess that's why parents. I don't know if they if this is a legend that people in this world knew, but maybe that's why go to sleep so you don't see these right things. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah. So and. Oof. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting very effective. horror twist on the Easter Bunny that I've, you know, like, you don't really see a lot of horror versions of the, of Easter, you know, so it's, it's like... It's, I mean, Easter is very overlooked. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, in the horror genre, anyway. <laughs> you know, but, like, uh, I thought it pretty effective, though, and, and it had probably the biggest jump scare of the movie. There was a moment where she's walking down the hallway, and she sees it kind of like, right. you know, whoa, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that made me jump. I remember it was probably the only moment in the whole thing that made me actually... Yeah. I think you know, when it reveals out. itself, I don't remember if I jumped, but I feel like I did. Well, I had, like, I had a reaction it's... to it, yeah. yeah. Or he just sees it out the yeah. window and it's yeah. like hunched over, yeah. like, oh boy, this is going to be yeah. something gross. <laughs> yeah. But, so, uh, so yeah, there's that one. That And that's probably one of the quickest ones, right? I mean, that's like, yeah, that can't be 10 minutes. Quick, yeah. Yeah. So did you like it? Um, it was okay. I feel like that's going to be my answer for almost all of these. <laughs> right, it's just right. like, yeah, it was all right. That's okay. I liked it. I thought it was scary and, again, something that, for the, for the most part, I think easy to understand. Um, and, yeah, you never see anything scary about the Easter Bunny, so that's new in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely I think it. of all the ones in this movie, that one is in maybe my, my top three. I would say, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say I agree with you guys. It, it, to me, again, because of its brevity, it, it's really strong, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of unanswered questions. And, like, all the stuff you were speaking on, Lady Ankia, like, um, uh, like, like I, I left that segment thinking all the same stuff. Like, is this normal for this world? Is Like, did the mom know this? And she just didn't, like, why wouldn't she <laughs> stress it more to the girl, you know? Like, yeah, don't get up, you know? Like, um, <laughs> uh, you know, or maybe I should lock my daughter's door, you know? I, I don't know, but... It, it definitely left me with like a feeling that I think horror is supposed to leave you with sometimes. Like you know, like I, I talk a lot about how horror is supposed to be fun, you know, but sometimes it's supposed to leave you with that kind of like, like uneasy. Yeah, feeling kind of. Yeah. And it left me with that. Like I, I had that for a couple minutes. So um, yeah, it's a good one. Next we have Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day. That one was weird. Yeah, I that's another that. long one, which yeah. also obviously involves pregnancy. It, it goes on for a long time. Yeah, it's um. Uh, so I guess this we should do the synopsis. The synopsis is like you know the this lady every single time she has sex she gets pregnant. So she's had like twenty abortions. Right. And uh, so something obviously is wrong with her. She says like the guy she's with she makes him like two or three times. Yeah. No matter how careful she is, it yeah. still happens. Yeah. So um, she someone recommends that she goes to some place out in the desert. She goes out For there. Therapy. Supposedly, yeah. Right. Turns out it's like a cult, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, like you're the chosen one, or whatever." And there's all these well, it's kind of like naked women, and they're right, like dancing around. It's kind of implied that they're w- witches, right? Right. Um, and maybe they're witches that can't have children, mm-hmm. right? That's right. kind of also implied. Right. Like that's kind of they're yeah. barren witches, I guess, right? Yeah, because she says to that one lady, like every time I have sex, I get pregnant. She's like, "Oh, poor thing." Like right. she's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't get pregnant," you know. Uh, so yeah, then she ends up just staying pregnant for once and then yeah 
What does she get pregnant again? So she when she goes there, she's already pregnant, or she gets pregnant. Because I, I thought she like yeah, that's I thought she had like passed out and then woke up pregnant again. again. That's what I, I was thinking right. too. Because there's that scene where like the older lady is like, it, I, they don't show what she's doing, but it looks like mm-hmm. she's you know doing something to her down there. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, maybe she did something Dang. to impregnate yeah. her, and then you um, know, of course it it ends with just a bloody arm sticking out of her yeah. junk. And it's, right. but it's a it's a, a full grown man's arm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, earlier in it, a, a woman, I guess one of the witches, tells her that every time you end the life inside of you, will come back stronger. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that whatever it is that she's about to give birth to is the result of her having all those abortions. Like it's going to come back stronger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to come back a full grown man. That's I had the sense that it was going to be that it was something evil. Yeah, yeah. So, because didn't a, I'm not trying to remember if the weather changed or something. I had, I had the sense that it was a power, not you know. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it was something evil yeah. that was coming out of her. Yeah. Uh, that one was weird. And this was the only segment directed by a woman. Yeah, right. Hmm. I guess. I I That's think all. it probably was my least favorite overall. Yeah, I was gonna say that one. Really... Again, maybe because of the time spent. Oh, on it's it. not my least favorite. We haven't gotten to the oh, least favorite. Yeah. Yet. My, this is not my least favorite. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten one. I guess yeah. it's, it's my second least favorite. But oh no, oh, no, I, I have to. Uh, I don't know, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to. I think we all are owner for thinking of the same. We one. are. We are. Sure. Okay. We are sure. I think everyone, every review I've seen of this movie is all thinking about the same one. It's um, the worst. I have, I have something I want to bring up when we bring that up, though. Okay. okay. Uh, but but uh, Father's Day is the next one. I, I, I think we should maybe leave the ending off of this one. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe talk about how the ending made you feel or something, or if it if it lived up to the potential of what happened. But I don't think we should literally reveal what happens at the end of Father's Day, just because okay. I feel like it builds up to that point and it'd be kind of like. It's definitely but, if you want, because the reviews I've seen have said that Father's Day is the best segment of this whole thing. Everything else is basically a throwaway except Father's Day. So if you're a listener that's listening to this and you're not convinced, at least fast forward to the Father's Day part and we won't spoil it for you. Yeah. We will spoil everything else. I kind of feel like anybody listening to this has watched the movie already. That's fair. That's fair. Know? Okay. So we are spoiling That's cool. That's cool. But I'll, I'll give it up. I, I, I'm like worried about spoilers and I shouldn't yeah. be. So that's cool. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody is just like, I don't care. I'll just listen right, to this right, anyway. Right. But uh, yeah, I definitely like that. That one... That segment, I was, I was, that was the one I was probably like the most into while I was watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, real quick synopsis: uh, Lady's a teacher, right? Main character's a teacher. She gets a message delivered to her at her house. Mm-hmm. It is an audio cassette of her father. Uh, she puts the audio cassette in an old tape player and listens to it, and it's literal directions that she can walk with. Mm-hmm. I like how you um, had to say old tape player. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, no a, it's an old school tape, t- <laughs> yeah, you know, tape like deck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And she's listening to it, and it literally, step by step, she can listen to her father as he uh, describes where she needs to walk to mm-hmm. and where she needs to turn to in this little yeah. neighborhood. And to make add a layer to it, it's uh, she is there when he recorded it originally. So mm-hmm. as a little ch- as a little girl, she's walking this pathway with him, uh, you know, as he's telling the future her. Okay, you need to turn left here and just hang out. Hang out with me. I promise you, this will be worth it. You know, and I'm so sorry this happened. That sort of thing, right? He's kind of giving yeah. her this 
kind of message from the future. Because the, the father has disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. The father has disappeared, and she doesn't know why he disappeared. Right. So. Right. He's, he's been out of her life since she was a little girl. And, and when she gets a message, she calls her mom and and tells her about it. And her mom, I think, just basically says, "Don't. I would ignore it. You don't, you don't need to listen to it or something mm-hmm. like that. She tries to talk her out of it. And that's all we hear about the mother. Yeah. So. And then uh, she follows the dad's directions. And, and this is beautifully paced. Really I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever been more on the edge of my seat with this type of like anthology movie or whatever, where I was just like, I don't know what's happening, but this is beautiful. And it's like, it's so suspenseful. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, it's yeah. building up to something and you're just right. like, where is she walking to? Yeah. She walks just, like through a beach. Right. And, and it looks great. Like the and no one else is out there. there. Right. By the way, no one else, right? There it's are no kind of deserted. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, it's, um, it's good. And also, it's just like, it, you know, they get Michael Gross from Family Ties as the dad voice. What was that? Who that was? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I didn't even so like, <laughs> like I, we felt like this. Key and I watched it together, and we felt this connection with this voice. You know, like mm-hmm. who is this? You know, like, and it just feels like a dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just feels like a father talking to babies. you, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and they deliberately cast it that way, obviously. Yeah. That you know, um, it's Alice Keaton's dad. But it's just beautiful, like the the audio because you hear what he is seeing or what he is hearing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know you, you can hear the little girl in the background you can hear you know this kind of back and forth and everything mm-hmm. you hear her i mean you can see her listening to it and kind of like all this kind of unfolding in front of mm-hmm. her and yeah. it's just this is beautiful i thought yeah. i thought it was really well like you said the cinematography mm-hmm. and the music that accompanies it and everything it's just gorgeous i mean yeah. I, you know it's it, it's its own standalone short film for sure i mean it doesn't need to be in this <laughs> yeah really, no, this, yeah. this really raises the material quite a bit i mean like, wow yeah yeah the um uh as far as the ending goes i won't say what it is just in case you know no 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 i think that's fair i think it's fair that we talk about the ending then because yeah. you know we've done with everything else yeah. so i was a little disappointed by it just because yeah. i didn't really nothing nothing well, doesn't happen they don't really i don't i don't know I have a theory, and okay. it's a theory I got from somebody else. But because <laughs> when I saw it, I think I was disappointed too, just because I was, you know, I didn't 100% understand. Yeah. But I was on some website, and I think it might have just been like a Reddit page or something. And because um, she ends up walking through like this old building, and in this old building, you can hear her father telling her to, uh, go with this woman or something like that. She'll take care of you or something like that. Um, and then she walks through this door and I don't know if she's walked into another world, but it's like dark yeah. and scary. And there's like this creature, this demonic looking being sitting on a throne. And earlier in the message, the father had said something. To, um, he said um, that he was sorry and didn't want to, but that you only get one chance to meet him. So this particular person, like I think it was on this Reddit page or some page um his theory was that he wanted when he said you only get one chance to meet him that he wanted to meet the devil and he basically sacrificed his daughter by leading her to hell which is where it looked like she ends up Hmm. and it's the devil sitting on the throne and that's him waiting to claim her oh okay i like that that's a cool theory sucks and it makes the father an (laughs) a-hole but um that's that's and then the woman that he gives her to maybe that's the woman that was on the phone that we thought it's her mother. Yeah. Mm. And because her mother said, don't go, don't listen to this message. Yeah. So maybe, you know, so. Oh, see, yeah. I like that. See? But uh, 
they don't give you any of that information in the, <laughs> yeah. in the film. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I mean, a good movie, <laughs> a lot of times you will like have all these questions and big discussions about mm-hmm. what they mean and everything, and there's something to that, but I'm a pretty strong proponent behind you shouldn't have to do research. Yeah. Like, it should all be on, like, in the the actual film. But you know? this person, I don't think, did research. This person, it was just, maybe I just, my mind doesn't work that way, and I need it, an answer. Well, I'm saying they had to fill in some gaps. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, but you're, you're right. Yeah. Maybe they, there's a little bit of a deeper soul than me and, and came to those conclusions without having to think a whole yeah. lot about it. Um, yeah, it almost seems like a yeah. short film that, or maybe almost like a trailer for a longer film or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Could like, be. I'm definitely not one of those people that likes, um, what's the word, ambiguous endings like Inception. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if you're going to sit through however long a piece is, if, if it, whether it's 15 minutes or two hours, uh, I'm not getting paid to participate in this movie, I'm, you know, <laughs> so I shouldn't have to come up and decipher the ending. So I like an ending. I need yeah. to know the end of Inception. I don't, it's up for interpretation. I feel like that's. In my opinion, that's lazy. That's just mm. like you couldn't come up with an ending, so you're just going to leave it up to the audience. Well, and I think the theory that you throw out is a really intriguing one. Like, yeah. it definitely adds a lot to it. But, I mean, for me, even if you think the ending is a wet fart, which I kind of <laughs> I, I kind of do, you know what I mean? It kind of just ends, you yeah. know, and I'm kind of, eh. Like, the film itself is so awesome. Like, I mean, really, I, I was kind of in awe of it. Like, I, I really loved it that the journey is more than enough for me. Like, yeah. I don't really mind that the ending was kind of, like, the last 15 seconds of it is kind of lame. Yeah. Because uh, everything leading up to it, I just thought it was beautiful. I just yeah. loved it so much that it doesn't matter to me. And mm-hmm. seriously, whatever this person does next, like... Uh, You're on board. Yeah, Anthony Scott Burns. Yeah. Uh, who also has only... It looks like his first feature film is The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee. And Darknet TV series, yeah. Is like he the he, same he, one that he also does like music and stuff? Yeah, I looked him up when I was watching really? it. He he also he performs music under yeah, a different name. It looks like kind of small, you know, credits and stuff like that. So hopefully this will lead to him getting something a little bit more substantial. Yeah, he can do his own thing because I, I would love to see what this guy does with like a full length movie where he yeah. can do whatever he wants. You know, the main That's girl was in um, the House of the Devil too. That's right. You mentioned that oh, when we watched yeah. it. She's in some yeah. other familiar. She's supposed to be in Insidious two, or she was in Insidious cool. chapter two and upcoming Knight of Cups. Nice. I mean, she was excellent. I mean, she carried the whole thing, obviously. Yeah. You know, so her and Michael Gross. Yeah. So I loved it. I thought that was awesome. So, yeah. crown jewel of. Now we get to the wet fart. <laughs> the official wet fart of this. Okay, Halloween. We were all thinking of the same segment. Um, hold on, before we go forward. Okay. Should one of us have to defend this? Nope. Should one, um, I think lo- the lawyer in the room? Should be forced to defend it. Yes. Why? I don't know. Just so there's someone that kind of takes up for it a little bit. We're so just going to dogpile it. We're not just like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the weird thing is, like, I feel a little conflicted <laughs> I on it. <laughs> I feel a little conflicted on it because I know that, you know, Kevin Smith gets a lot of flack from a lot of people. And uh, I hate to be, like, another person just jumping on that. Because, I mean, I've liked a lot of stuff yeah. he's done years ago. This is... Halloween segment directed by Kevin Smith, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Basic story. Um, a man. Oh, this man is running like a webcam sex business in yeah. this house, and there's these three women that are the workers, 
and they get into it with him because he gets upset about something and he's like, I'm having sex with one of you tonight. And he's just a real dick. I mean, he's a dick. Yeah, he's yeah. a really bad person. And they end up fighting back and they end up fighting back. Yeah. So without yeah. spoiling anything, yeah, right. they end up fighting back. Yeah. Um, this was a segment I thought was going to be the best. I thought it was going to be the best because it was the only director's name I recognized. Mm-hmm. Even though I had seen Starry Eyes, I didn't recognize the names. Um, mm-hmm. So I just assumed, oh, Kevin Smith, that's a big time director. This is going to be the best. And it was the worst. Um, <laughs> and also, it should be noted, I mean, I know this is a little unfair, kind of like uh, what Jeff was saying. Uh, Kevin Smith also put his daughter into this one, which is which something is he's been so criticized for a lot. Weird. Yeah, he cast his daughter as a sex worker who uh, attacks someone with a dildo, like it's shoved up his ass. And super yeah, like, she's a sex worker and she says, like, weird. And isn't she underage still? Um, yeah, I think she is. I think she's like under 18. She is 17, yeah. I, I, that's. I, uh, yeah. Is that's. Uh, Pretty weird, but I don't think it's quite criminal. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just really unsavory. Not yeah. anymore. It probably yeah. used to be. Yeah. But yeah, that's and she says very sexual things, and it's just weird that you would cast her. I don't, under, I don't get it. Here's a question: What does that have to do with Halloween, guys? Yeah, exactly. That's another good point. I forgot you mentioned that. It has nothing to do with Halloween. It just happens to take place. Takes place did you miss? But there's nothing Halloweeny about it. Did he not get the yeah. memo that? I, I don't know. I mean, because they gave him just trying to do like a different take on it or something, but it. To me, it kind of... Attention. Oh, sorry. I think the only thing that it had to do with Halloween is that, did it take place on Halloween? That's what, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just saying. Like, literally, they're watching a cartoon about witches or something like that. Ridiculous. You know, the girls are in the beginning, and they're like, yeah, it's Halloween, oh. and we get to go out. So, yeah, they're watching something about witches, and then it, you can kind of look at them as, like, a coven of witches. They don't yeah. do anything magical, yeah. but... Um. Yeah, so pretty weak connection to Halloween. Absolutely. I mean, of all, of all the segments, it's definitely the loosest connected to uh, the holiday in question, right? Yeah, I mean, which is funny because, you know, being a horror movie, you would think the Halloween segment's got to be like the crowning jewel of this They movie. definitely gave him the softball pitch. Yeah. He, he got the easiest one to roll with and blew it. Yeah, just dropped the ball to me, for me anyway. Like, but, may, but maybe, in all fairness, let me, let me try to take up for Kevin Smith. Let me try to be the, the voice of what, what dissent. Uh, <laughs> Like, Halloween has been done a lot in these anthology movies, and movies specifically about Halloween, the holiday itself. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like you were kind of implying, he, Kevin Smith felt the need to, like, you know what, I don't want to dwell on Halloween. It takes place on Halloween, that's enough. Yeah. And it's something fucked up that happens on Halloween, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and one of the reasons that set the girls off is the idea that they, they don't get to go out on Halloween. Like, they want to go out and have fun and everything, and the guy that runs a sex shop or whatever is basically like fuck you you have to stay here and, and or make me money you're not going out yeah and they're like it's halloween you know so i mean it, that's kind of tie into it yeah <laughs> i was so outraged by this beat like it's like i'm trying hard to take up for it a little bit the but. uh the uh, it, it it sort of reminded me of when i saw um what was that movie zach and mary make a porno right where i think Kevin Smith is very he's really into porn and stuff like that I think he thinks it's more mainstream than it probably actually is mm. I mean it's you know it's fairly mainstream at this point you know but you know I when I saw Zach and make a porno I felt a little uncomfortable like this is not something I'd want to watch around other people you know right yeah, yeah. but uh, with, with this segment in particular it was just I don't know 
I'm not into horror that's like gross out stuff anyway. Not that they don't show anything, but I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard for me to explain. I'll probably cut out this whole thing I just said. <laughs> there was nothing about it that was like creepy. Like I feel like the other segments had tension and like a little suspense. Some and atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, and there was nothing like there was nothing scary about this. It was just even I think he was trying porn. literally revenge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that's what he's going for is kind of revenge uh, fantasy slash like body horror maybe a little bit mm-hmm. because the girls sedate uh, they knock out the uh, the sex shop worker or whatever the the guy that owns the place. Uh, strap them like strap them to a mattress, right? Don't they? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think they staple. They take a oh, dildo and put it in his asshole, and then they like super glue it. They right? either super glue it no, or they, they melt they, it. They, they um, connected it to a battery, like a. Car they did, battery. but they also like m- like put it up his ass, and when after they put it up his ass, they like sealed his asshole oh, shut. Maybe they yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And, and then it was connected to a car battery, and then they could turn it up. Yeah. certain levels and it so it would just like vibrate to yeah. a violent amount yeah. that would really damage him I guess yeah I guess uh, it hurt really bad it's interesting that you mentioned body horror because a website that I saw that was that reviewed this said that all the segments had body horror except for Father's Day um yeah I mean all of them have like some sort of uh, like violent kind what's of the word I'm looking for where you body mutilation hurt yourself yeah, body or, mutilation. yeah or like there's something growing inside of you you know yeah. there's all that stuff going on um yeah, so it has a little bit of that body alteration and like, you know, uh, he's been ruined to a point he can't come back from, you right. know, th- I mean, those things, if you dwell on them a little bit, are kind of messed up, but yeah. it's done in such a silly way that it's kind of hard to take seriously, you know. Yeah. I-, I think in a different director, some of the material may have actually been kind of scary or kind of, you know, stomach churning or whatever, but it's just silly and over the top and yeah. goofy <laughs> slapstick kind of, you know. And then it's like they force him to like, himself yeah right. oh yeah he it's has like, to make himself a new really vagina right so bad like worse than cutting your junk off like right. yeah. i don't know but it's... they said that if he didn't cut his junk off that they would turn the battery all the way up I which they, they did anyway yeah they, elect- <laughs> they electrocute <laughs> him i guess i assume yeah it was horrible yeah, yeah and then the end it ends with an, a, another sex worker showing up and they're like oh you'll fit right in here or something like that like, we're under new management so, I mean they're free why don't they just leave yeah. why would like, you still uh, work in the web yeah, we don't have to do this anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's they horrible still, they still didn't go out on Halloween like that was the whole you know instead they don't like cast your 17 year old daughter as a sex worker yeah. that's weird pretty big disappointment I mean yeah even with pretty healthy expectations I wasn't expecting all that much out of Kevin Smith this will probably be the one that if people watch it they're like I'm gonna watch Halloween because we tore it up so bad well, it'll make people want to see how bad it is. Maybe, but I also think that someone that just stumbles onto the holidays, Halloween is going to be the one they look forward to the most mm-hmm. if they're watching a horror movie. Like, to me, that was the one I was like, here we go, you know? Yeah. I was like, what? It doesn't have anything to do with Halloween. Like, it just kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, And I, I feel, I, I don't know, again, I feel kind of guilty slamming Kevin Smith so it bad. Is, but it is shooting fish in a barrel in this yeah. case, yeah. Because I just, I just heard Kevin Smith on the radio a couple days ago, and he was like making me laugh out loud. I was like, oh, he's still a pretty funny guy, you know. Like, it's just a misfire, and, yeah. it, and it kind of reeks of like, and this is a little anthology movie. Mm-hmm. I can have fun, and I'm not really going to try that hard. It kind of reeks of that to me yeah. a little bit. You know? Yeah, it's not like his one of his like you know major films right. or anything. So, um, moving on to Christmas. Yay. This is the one starring Seth Green and his Yay. wife, uh, Claire Grant. Oh, that was his wife? I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was super excited just to see Seth Green. It was cool seeing him after so long. I haven't really seen him in much. Yeah. Yeah. I only hear his voice on Ninja Turtles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Key, what's the basic synopsis? Do you have? Oh, you don't have one? I kind of have one. Um, Seth Green plays a dad who really wants this virtual reality toy or device that's really hot uh, the Christmas season. And I guess he gets to the store too late. It's closed. And in the mm. parking lot, there's a guy that has the device, the toy that Seth Green's character wants. And I think he tries to, like, buy it off of him. And the guy refuses. And then the guy has a heart attack or something. Um, and I think his, his medication might be nearby. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. Seth Green is still there. And he's kind of like, you can see him saying, do I help or do I take the device? And he ends up taking the device. So, yeah. And then yeah, chaos ensues. Yeah. And then, of course, the guy ends up passing away, and like they, well, I guess they don't reveal that till later that the paramedics or whatever are like, oh, if somebody had just called yeah. earlier, he would have survived. Mm. So, it's, he died so. indirectly because of Seth Green's right. character. Right. And the thing about this virtual reality toy, when, when we see it or device, is that it, it's different for everyone, and it shows you either something that ha- happened that's true, or it shows you something that you want to be true. So, you know, I don't know if you. I don't it, know. It goes off to like your internet search stuff, like your your, your activity on the internet. Because when the kid puts it on, he's like, "Look, I'm on Mars," and then Seth Green puts it on, and it's like, you know, some dominatrix thing, and she's okay. like, "Look at you know." <laughs> yeah, so it's different for everyone. Yeah, and. Yeah, so um, Jeff, be the rest since you like watched it today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Seth Green puts it on at one point, and he's you know looking at the dominatrix thing, and it cuts to the perspective of the guy dying in the parking lot, and you can you can see Seth Green in it, and where he's making the decision to take the toy instead of help the guy, and then cuts to the paramedics, and like, oh, somebody just would have called, he would have survived, and then. Uh, you know, later on, uh, his wife puts the thing on and is like, oh, you forgot to switch it off before you left. And I saw everything. And uh, he's like, oh, no. Like, so what now? And she's like, I've never been more turned out in my life. Right, right. And then he's like <laughs> banging in front of the Christmas yeah. tree. Uh, but then, um, yeah, you see the wife's fantasy of killing her boss and stuff. Yeah. But is that the fantasy or is it true? So that's the thing, I think. Because hmm. with this device, it shows you something that's true or something that you want to be true. Right. So if someone else sees it, they don't really know if it's true or not. Yeah. And the fact that she was so turned on by him leaving this man to die mm-hmm. leads me to believe that maybe that was true. Or maybe mm-hmm. she's just a crazy person and she wants it to be true. She yeah. wants to kill her boss. I'm really, I can't, you know the funny thing, I saw this like hours ago and I'm like, how did this one end? <laughs> I forgot. There's a lot of stories. I think stories. that's how it ends. Yeah. He, she sees, he sees her doing that. Like and, American Psycho style stuff. Yeah. With, like, the and now he, does, he doesn't know if it's true oh, okay. or if it, yeah. because it's someone else. It's a bad, horrible device. Yeah. Always turn this device off. <laughs> just don't get that, this is another one that kind of reminded me of a Tales from the Crypt style story or maybe like Tales from the Dark Side or something yeah that had a that had a, a, a similar feel to that that was fun yeah, yeah. Was fun I liked one. it yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're, we're finishing off with New Year's Eve New Year's Eve 
really good right. one. Yeah, which yeah. to me, was really like, that was my favorite one. Was it really? Was it? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have put Father's Day as a favorite, but I think I'm kind of convinced by this whole you shouldn't have to do research <laughs> thing. And this one, I think, might it's definitely shoot standalone. Yeah, it's yeah. good it too. You don't see all. it coming. Right. It's another like could be a Tales from the Crypt style story. Sure. You know, you. I feel like I've seen another thing similar where you know, there's a killer trying to kill someone and then it gets turned on them kind of thing right uh, basic scenario is online yeah. online dating mm-hmm. right um, and uh, the sad sack uh, who it's kind of implied that he is a disturbed young man is it man. implied that he's already killed somebody I think yeah that maybe, was my impression right mm-hmm. um, that was my impression yeah, yeah. there was a yeah yeah because it starts off kind of showing him where he is killing some girl that he met online right. okay or like at least torturing her. So then okay. he meets another girl, and they go out on this date. And and it's on freaking New Year's Eve. On New Year's so, Eve. Yeah, it's very heightened. She's yeah. attractive, from what I remember. He's just disgusting. His yeah. teeth are yeah. round and horrible. He literally takes a sip of a drink or something, and it dribbles out of his mouth, and he yeah. doesn't clean it. It's he is. Yeah, yeah he's really nasty. gross. Yeah. But yet, even though she's very attractive, she still seems to be weirdly interested in him. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, yeah. like, what's going on here? So you, know? you kind of think that maybe she's just really desperate. It's low. Yeah, she's really lonely. Yeah. yeah. Because like everything he's doing, like any normal person, any normal girl would just be like, oh. "I this is over," you know. Mm. But she like it doesn't seem like. None of this awkward, weird, gross stuff he's doing is turning her off, yeah. and she's just like, "Let's go back to my place." And you're she like, doesn't what seem is wrong like, with this chick. You know? Like super interested, she seems more like he'll do. He'll do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like she's uh, well, I'm lonely. It's New Year's Eve. I just need to get. Lo-. But the weird yeah. thing is, she's also uh, she also says like, "Oh, you know, most guys on on this dating app just want to hook up, uh, but they usually run away when they find out I want a little more." Yeah. Uh, but then, like, she's like, why don't we go back to my place? And that's kind of, seems contradictory, but until you find out why she wants him to come back to his mm-hmm. her place. Right. So, so he goes to the bathroom at one point, preparation to go in to kill her, right? Yeah. He's getting, like, chloroform ready or yeah, something yeah, like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And she turns the table on him. She attacks yeah. him, right? He sees, doesn't he see something. He opens, something. He opens oh, right. up the, uh, the, medicine, the cabinet. medicine cabinet, and there's, like, all this stuff... Like, like body parts Jars or something. Right. Yeah. And he freaks out. He's he like, freaks Where out. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, the, some, the shower curtain gets pulled and there's dead bodies in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And she comes in with an axe and they're fighting with each other. He's trying to get to his gun, which is in his jacket pocket, which is hanging on the coat rack. It's a great back and forth yeah. between the two. It's almost an even fight. She has upper hand pretty much the whole time, but it's still like a little yeah. bit of back and forth. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's... It's... How does it end? I'm trying to remember. Does he... She axes him in the head. Does yeah. he shoot her, or she lives? She lives. She lives. She lives. Oh no, she gets she all He reaches for the gun. He he gets to the gun, but it kind of gets knocked out of his hand, and she just whacks him right in the okay. middle of the head. And, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's not. Cr- it's really so well funny done. to see him get scared. <laughs> like he's yeah. like, oh, like <laughs> you would think. The and I, I think I told great. you afterwards. I was like, if they just communicated this, they could have been a powerhouse couple <laughs> yeah, for all the wrong reasons. But still. <laughs> Yeah, that, it was, that was another very. But tell she didn't know. She didn't know. I wonder if. Well, obviously he got scared. Part because I was wondering if they knew about each other. Would they have been like, "I still want to kill you," or would they be like, "You know, let's let's do this. Let's tag team. Let's, you know, I don't know." Yeah, I don't know. The funny thing, like That's that good. one was written by the same guys that directed the first segment, 
So really? it was by Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin. Oh, they're good. Lewis. I like them. And, and um, but it was directed by this guy Adam Egypt Mortimer, who I've never heard of. But okay. um, he did. <laughs> good segment. Good maybe segment. He, maybe he did something. Yeah. I, I definitely think that's a crowd pleaser. That's yeah. that's definitely yeah. a fun one. Uh, to me, they kind of saved the best for last. But the Father's Day one is like really well done too. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, I think Bob, okay. I was just gonna say the lead, uh, the actress, uh, mm-hmm. she's uh, Eli Roth's uh, wife too. Oh, okay. by the way, so that's just kind of a little factoid. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's she's been in a she was in like the Green Inferno and Knock Knock, like a couple of his. Uh, she's like one of the main characters, so cool. Just cool. one of those cool. asides. Yeah. Um, this article that I saw real quickly on horrorhomeroom.com also pointed out that most of the violence done in these segments are from women. So I think that's interesting because in horror movies you don't really see that. Maybe you do. I think you do. Maybe it's starting to change, but it it didn't dawn on me at all um, watching it that most of the violence is women. Really? Huh. That's pretty cool. Yes. Sisters are doing (laughs) it for ourselves. Um, So that does... That was really long, thorough, yeah. long uh, review. Uh, what about closing, you know, grades, grades. overall assessment of the, the, the piece as a whole? Like, all these put together, does it make a whole movie to you? Or, you know, how does that work? For me, not really. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would maybe recommend, like, three sequences out of it. Right. Which one would be? Uh, New Year's Eve, Father's Day, um... Maybe go back real quick. Oh, and the first segment. The Valentine's oh, Day. Day. Yeah. So what's your grade? C. <laughs> C minus. But overall. Yeah. Right. Um, but those C. But yeah, but I would give the different segments different grades. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. overall. Yeah. I was going to give it the exact same grade, C minus, because I still think it's fun. I think it's fun to watch, and mm-hmm. I like the concept of you know, including these other holidays that get left out a lot or don't get mentioned at all. Um, although there have been scary movies. There's literally a horror movie called New Year's Eve from the 80s, and it's not mm-hmm. good. Um, <laughs> and there's also Valentine's Day. So technically, they have been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, all of these have been done, except for Mother's Day, Easter, and St. Patrick's Day. And in Ireland, they probably have the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not one for Father's Day. But anyway. Um, we have the Leprechaun series from <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> But um, so yeah, C minus because I think it's overall fun and some are worth men- um, watching. The ones that I would recommend watching are Valentine's Day, Easter, Father's Day, Christmas, and New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Christmas concept, the virtual reality thing, I thought that was really different and cool. I I, I agree. I agree mostly with what you guys have said, but I think I liked it a little bit more than you guys did. Like, if not for Halloween. Being such a just total turd, um, I, I think I would be a lot more forgiving in this movie as a whole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they maybe trimmed a little bit, a little bit of fat, like I think this would have been a really strong movie. Um, like again, in with like Tales from the Dark Side, yeah. the movie, and, and you know, uh, uh, Creep Show. Like it's kind of in that vein. Like I think it's a strong like twenty sixteen version of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if not for Halloween, I'd probably give this like a solid B. Like I really would. I thought it was really good. But with Halloween included, 
F plus. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, like a, like a D probably, honestly, because it drags it down so much. It I mean, really it just is makes like, it... which one of these does not belong? And yeah. Because yeah. every all the other ones are artfully done right. and nice, and, and that one just looks like, I mean, it's just someone woke up, you know, one day at college and was like, hey, let's, you want to you make a movie? Sure. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And it it really just, does. Like, they didn't care. It seemed like talented people that didn't care right. is kind of how it came across to me. Like, yeah. And I think that's why it's disappointing, is I think they could have, like, taken a little bit more time and it could have been a cool segment, so, yeah. Also, I noticed that, uh, do you notice the main guy with the beard in that segment? There's, like, a Epic very... Epic Time, whatever, right? What's that? Epic Time is that, like, his web series? Oh. He's the guy that cooks stuff. Uh, I've never heard of the guy before. I just noticed he had a very thick Canadian accent. Right, I was like, right. that dude has got an obsession with Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith um, is like, uh, what, Canada file, I guess it would yeah. be called? Yeah, he loves it. Maybe the only one I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, like, like, what they probably thought was like their. Like, oh, man, this will get it where we get picked up by Netflix and, you know, like people will actually watch this. You know, this would be great. And it probably did, technically. Yeah. It probably helped them a lot. Um, definitely drags down the movie a lot. So, um, but yeah, Father's Day and uh, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. There's lots of really good ones in here. So, fun stuff. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And we, we just reviewed the holidays. 2016. Uh, quick amendment on holidays. We're going to talk about how critically it was received. 52% are Rotten Tomatoes, and that's probably because of Kevin Smith's Halloween. But also, like, that's that was the uh, critic score. The user score was 25%. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, usually never, it's usually yeah. the other way around. Usually the audience mm. likes it more than the critics. Mm. Right. That's funny. And then <laughs> Netflix, if you look at it, it's got a one and a half star rating. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <sighs> that makes me wonder, though, do you think people got far enough into it to see the Halloween segment? Do they already have their mind made up and give it a one rating and then quit? Hopefully they, because I mean it is, you know, a, an anthology. So hopefully if they didn't like the segment, they, you know, go to the next one. Because hmm. that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. Because different people are involved with a different segment, so. But even our review, like, I said like C minus and you said D. And like, I mean, it wasn't really. <laughs> That's a good point. We were true. Again. But, I, but we gave a C to the last movie we watched, too. Um, right. We are still here. And we still recommended it though. Mm. A C is not well, bad. It's like average. Yeah, I gave it a minus. <laughs> yeah, so. But I mean, still, it's like. Oh, I get it we weren't as. I feel like we weren't as harsh though. Yeah. As, we yeah. kind of ripped into this one a little bit. And really more that one spe segment. Everything else yeah. we had positive things to say about. That's true. So. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty now, but. Nah. Fuck them holidays! The next segment, recently on Twitter, which I, I'm like the only person that really is on Twitter uh, and follows things, but there was a hashtag that was trending 
that was like your favorite seven so-and-sos, right? So some people were favorite seven albums, favorite, favorite seven TV shows, uh, movies, whatever. And I thought, uh, spur of the moment, I was like, oh, oh, we got to jump in on this hashtag. Uh, you know, so I was like, Our favorite seven movies, uh, horror, you know. And I, so I sent out messages to Kia and Jeff uh, in the middle of the day and was like, give me your favorite seven horror movies right now, you know. So they shot me, you know, their their favorite seven, and I tweeted them out. No one noticed. No one gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we could at least talk about our choices on uh, on the podcast, just so you know, get a little bit of mileage out of them. Um, Kia, how about we start with you? Okay. Um, oh, do you want to read them? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I wrote them down and sent them to you. So is this in the order? Yes. That I get it to you. Okay. So. Um, Number seven for me is Creep, which is, what's your boy's name? Duplass. Mark Duplass? Yes. It's a movie with Mark Duplass. Where He's he my plays. boy for some reason. <laughs> I call yeah. the Duplass brothers are Craig's boys, yes. um, where he plays a creep. It's on, I think it should still be on Netflix. Really, really good. <coughs> Number six is the, the Ring, because, you know, great movie. Um, number five is Scream. Um, four is It Follows. Five is Let the Right One In. Um, the original, obviously, that's what it's called. Let the right one in. Number two is Twenty Eight Days Later, and number one is A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. I think my favorite thing about this list is when you qualified one of them as a really good movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> when you said it follows, you're like, it's a really good movie. Like that. It's like your favorite horror movies is I like said that oh. for the ring. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't know how much to go into each. Yeah, movie, yeah, but yeah. It's a solid um, list, though, right? I mean... Yeah, and I really wanted to add Dream Warriors, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I didn't want to have more than one Nightmare on Elm Street, so... Yeah. Um, you kind of went with the original. Yeah. Um, so... It's the only one... Well, no. Scream. You only have two from the 20th century. Most of them Dream are really new ones. Yeah. Let the right one in. No, those are all from oh. the 21st century. Oh, yeah. my lord. Yeah, yeah, you only pick... Uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street and the Ring. Oh no, Scream. Yeah, they're from the '90s or '90s and '80s. Yeah. So, yeah, um, none of those I would argue is a bad you know favorite, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They're all pretty solid. Yeah. Um, how come you don't think you skewed any older than that? I think it's just um, like the era that you. I don't find movies older movies. I haven't seen an older movie that um, scared me. Or that left that that big of an impression on me. Um, so, including like The Exorcist. I mean, it was good, but I had, I had seen the head spinning scene so many times that when I sat down and watched the movie, I wasn't really scared. Yeah, like I would have been maybe if I well, saw it for the first time. That's the other thing too is when I sat down to make my little list, um, I didn't know. Like, I qualified it by movies that I revisited a lot and watched a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? I, not necessarily the ones I thought were the best or the ones I thought were the scariest. Because, like, Session 9, I think, is one of the scariest horror movies. In, but I, I'm not going to go back and watch that over and over again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would, um, you know, A Ghoulies Part 2. You I've know seen what that I mean? on, like, On Demand. I might check that out. Uh, it's it's scary. It's good. Cool. Um, very creepy. But uh, I wouldn't put it in my favorites. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Jacob's Ladder is another one that... Well, these, super, these weren't... My list wasn't the scariest. Exactly. There. That's what I was trying to qualify. Yeah. Is okay. like, like Jacob's Ladder, I think, is one of the scariest movies around, but it's not one that I watch every year. 
right. you know, whereas uh, something like uh, It Follows, I plan to watch on a regular yeah. basis. Right. You know what I mean? I just thought it was a lot of fun, yeah. and, I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll check that movie out again. Um, Jeff, do you want to read your list? I have it written down here. Do you want to describe how, how, that, how, you came <laughs> up, how you came up with your list? You said it off air. Yeah. I was uh, I was at work and I get a message from Craig saying like, "Hey, what are your top seven movies for this hashtag?" Really quick, and I'm like, uh, "I don't know." Um, and it's like the first seven movies <laughs> off the top of my head. I'm like, but looking at the list now, even if I had like you know all day to come up with a list, this is probably the same list I would have come up with. So it was in the same like, order you would have come up with them. Um, there's no particular order really. Just because um, all the movies I listed are like some of my favorite movies just in general. Yeah. Uh, maybe not my all-time favorite movies, but you know this would be in the top twenty or so. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at the list now. I notice there are a lot of horror comedies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I got Evil Dead Two, Young Frankenstein, Ghostbusters, Halloween, Army of Darkness, Frankenstein, and Monster Squad. Hmm. Uh, and those really are some of my favorite, like. Horror-ish movies. Yeah, uh, none of them are particularly scary, other than maybe Halloween. Halloween's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah it's definitely scary. Classic. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, those are. I mean, Evil Dead Two. I mean, I think all everything, every movie on this this list that I made is kind of my yearly <laughs> Halloween yeah. watching schedule. Um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and two of them are, I mean, are Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you, you keep into the Ash Williams saga or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are those are movies I can, like, you know, quote and mm-hmm. have watched a million times. And, uh, yeah, I love those movies. I think they're really funny. Yeah. Is, uh, is there a favorite that a lot of people name for their favorite horror movie or whatever that you guys just totally disagree with? Or think is like why is that always on these lists or mm. you know? Mm, good question. Good question. Yeah. I mean, because Kia, you brought up The Exorcist, and I kind of I kind of agreed with like what you were saying. Like that's kind of more shocking than it is, and it's scary. But I can't really mm. picture someone being like, "Gonna watch The Exorcist again?" You know what yeah. I mean? And like watching it on a regular basis. <laughs> this is an yeah. odd one to do that to. Yeah. But I guess there are those people that really appreciate it and enjoy it on that level. You know. Yeah. But, um. um the, the movies that people consider their best. Yeah, that you kind of think. Oh, wow, Do people consider Friday the Thirteenth as one of the best? Oh, I'm sure there's people that yeah. consider. Because I, I disagree with that. Just because I mean, it did give us Jason, and that's good. But I mean, um, and I think they probably scared me when I saw them when I was a kid, just because it was you know everything scares yeah. you when you're a kid. But I didn't really. I don't find him scary because I find him to be easily avoidable. <laughs> and his story doesn't, I mean, it just... It's all over the map. It's all over the map. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He goes into, like, silly territory when he's, like, you know, Jason in space and stuff. Like yeah. That, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, but it's very telling. Like, I, I like Friday the 13th series in those movies. I think they're a gas, you know. But I think I like them for the reasons you were saying you don't like them. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, the, the ridiculous, over-the-top stuff and how silly it is and right. how you can poke holes in it and everything. I think that's the fun of watching those movies. Uh, but I think it's very telling that I would never put those on, like, a top list. Or, right. Like, it's not, it didn't make my thought of favorites, which mm. are as follows. This is interesting because we have no idea what he's going to say. Yeah. Yes. Well, real, real quick before you go on yours, I want to say Damn that it, Jeff! Friday the 13th, I've only seen like two or three of those. Really? Yeah. 
I've never I've seen the first one and mm. I saw the remake. Mm. Uh, I think I saw the second one. The second one where he has the bag on his head. Yeah, mm. yeah, I saw yeah. that one. We should uh, maybe pick one of the more ridiculous ones to review for the show. We had a request from a fan mm-hmm. or a listener rather for eighties. You know, maybe we could take one of the. Which year though? Which was the one with Crispin yeah. Glover where he's doing the ridiculous? I think that's dance. part five. I think it might be part four. I I've never seen that entire movie, but I just ran across it on cable one day when yeah. Christmas Glover starts doing that dance, and I was like, "How have I never seen this before? <laughs> this is hilarious!" Yeah. But anyway, maybe. Um, here here's my list though. My uh, these are favorite seven horror films. In going from seven to number one. I I didn't have an order either. Oh, okay. I just picked seven. Um, I have Alien, <laughs> King Kong, uh, thirty three version. Bride of Frankenstein, Sleepaway Camp, Gremlins 2, Cabin in the Woods, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. That's a good list. I consider the Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. (sighs) Cabin in the Woods is such a love letter to everything that I love Mm -hmm. that I I couldn't not include it. And it's one that I've watched several times since it Mm -hmm. came out. So, you know, it had to be on That was good, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. I gotta say, Gremlins 2 surprised me. <laughs> well, I went, I, I instinctually put Gremlins, yeah. and I was like, I kind of like Gremlins 2, because it's so over the top and weird. Yeah. As I grow up, as I get older, I appreciate it more and more. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'll be a little bit off the beaten path to pick Gremlins 2. Um, I have to admit that I made my list uh, after you guys had made yours. So there may have been a couple that I would have, you know, like It Follows, or the original Frankenstein, mm-hmm. may have made my list originally that I kind of swept aside and went, ah, they, they picked them, so I'm going to get something else. So that may have made room for the Gremlins 2 of the world. Uh, <laughs> and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I love the original, but again, as I get older, I appreciate the second one. The second one is just a ridiculous comedy. I mean, it almost mm-hmm. fits in with all the, the horror comedies that you listed. Yeah. Because it's so, it's weird. I mean, that, they basically knew they couldn't top the first one, so they just went in the opposite direction and made it, like, funny almost. I mean, yeah. when you have Dennis Hopper dueling chainsaws with Leatherface, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just like... I can't believe this movie got made, you know? Like, uh, So, yeah, I, I kind of picked a few. And, uh, Alien, the original Alien, I think is one of those older movies that holds up really, really yeah. well. It's that really is a really scary, good one. You know, basically a haunted house movie in, like, a spaceship. Yeah. You know, it's just fantastic. So, um, well, See. those were our se- favorite, favorite seven <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> Thank you. We did it. We did it. Okay, so at the end of every episode, we are now asking, what is making us scared? Ooh. Kia, what's making you scared this week? What's making me scared this week, and not in a good way, is the TV version of Let the Right One In. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I wholeheartedly, I don't want to say I wholeheartedly disagree with this TV remake or TV series because I don't. It could be. It could be great. What? Who's? What's behind? I just know that it's getting done. I don't know anything about Let who's the right behind it. In, when I looked it up, it's back in 2015. A and E. It's A and E. I think was trying to get the rights to it or something, but now it's going to be TNT that's mm. doing it. And um, I'm trying to remember the people working on it. I think the people working on it have worked on. Um, oh, I, should, I can't remember. Eh, oh well, it doesn't matter. Um, I really liked the original movie, the Swedish movie, 
and I'm a fan of the, the book and the author, whose name is John Ajvid Linkedist. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But all of his books that have been translated into English, I've read. Um, and I really like them. And so, and the original movie is very atmospheric, very creepy, very well done. The American version, Let Me In, it's okay, but it's significantly, in my opinion, a downgrade from the original. And then the TV remake, I just, you know, I'm, I don't know. And it's going to be a series? Like they're going to yeah. do like every year a new season? I guess of so. Following these vampire children? I guess so. Won't they age? Visibly? Vampire child won't, but... No, so well, I'm like saying the real person. Actor. They, they hire a 13-year-old girl to yeah. play this maybe, part. Maybe it'll be just the one time, I think. Oh. Um, but that's a very good point. I'm that sucks. Um, but yeah, so when Craig told me about it, I wasn't... Because he knows I like it. Um, I wasn't happy about it. So that's just making me scared and not in a good way. Hmm. Interesting. Well, just to play devil's advocate, I'm actually on your side about that. But uh, oh. <laughs> uh, the Fargo TV series, when I heard they were making a TV mm-hmm. show about Fargo, I was yeah. like, oh my God, you're going to make a show about Fargo? You're going to ruin it. And, but the show ended up being like really good. Pretty great. Both seasons. Uh, my only concern is that Fargo is on FX. Mm-hmm. And this is TNT. And TNT is, I mean, they have That's some good, good shows. <laughs> um, I like Animal Kingdom, and uh-huh. I love Southland. Very different shows than what Let the Right One End would be. Yeah. So I think TNT does a good, and I think they're trying to do a little bit more genre type stuff, but right now they're really good at, like, criminal and procedurals. Mm-hmm. So, and now they're trying to, like, if A&E was doing it, I would feel much better about it. If, Cinemax, AMC, yeah. if Cinemax was doing it, I would feel much, or much better about it, or Showtime or HBO. But it's TNT, so are they going to put this on like after Rizzoli and Isles? Like, I don't know. Like, what's <laughs> so, yeah. So that's my, uh, that's really that's why I'm concerned. But uh, I would definitely yeah. still want to check out the trailers and see if it'll be any good. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely lean towards it's probably not going to be very good. Or it'll but, be uh, so watered down. And if you've yeah. seen the original, it's so, and I watched it on my laptop, and it was just so beautiful on my laptop. Mm. So I can't imagine watching it on like a bigger screen or the movie theater and I'm too nervous to buy the original Swedish version because I heard in America it's overdubbed in English so I don't want to buy a bad copy or an mm. overdubbed version so I don't really know what to do if you go on Amazon but anyway yeah mm. so that's what's making me scared mm. and not in a good way <laughs> <laughs> Jeff what's making you scared it's my turn uh okay. You want to go next? Like, oh, I thought you had no, something. Uh, I thought you wrote it down. I had something. I don't know if I want to go with that one. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go you, next. You go I'll go next. I'll take it somewhere. I I am Craig, and uh, what I, what's making me happy is uh, an online. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I am Craig, and what's making me scared this week <laughs> is uh, a website called Cavity Colors, and uh, they sell horror memorabilia and everything. Uh, Specialties and T-shirts and pins, uh, and I got a ghoulies pin from them, which is like a little ghoulie coming out of the toilet, <laughs> whatever. And I thought it was amazingly fun and cool, whatever. Um, and uh, they sent me a little bookmark along with it, and it said, "Thank you so much for supporting Cavity Colors. We are so happy to share our passion for horror with each and every item we create and send your way. Now it's in your hands, and we hope it provides the same nostalgic feeling as a favorite horror movie on VHS <laughs> or your favorite Halloween candy. Your friends, Aaron and Ricky. Aww. And uh, it's just everything on their website is 
you know, it's, it's very specific to uh, horror nostalgia and that Halloween season, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have really great uh, t-shirts that are like, you know, throwbacks to, uh, you know, ghoulies and uh, just a lot of different, you know, genre things that, uh, you know, I think anyone that listens to this would really be into. Uh, right now it's Halloween, so they have uh, Halloween is every day is uh, or every day is Halloween is their theme. They have like T-shirts with that theme with like all these different designs with mm-hmm. jack o' lanterns and stuff like that. And uh, the uh, T-shirts themselves, the standard ones they have year round, are riffs on uh, again like Ghoulies. They have a Starry Eyes T-shirt, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty off the beaten path. And um, they had another uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, they, what had we do shadow. they have one uh, also uh, for Large Marge. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, there's mm-hmm. a t-shirt with Large Marge on you uh, on cool. it, whatever, and uh, this I thought was a really cool website and uh, definitely captures the spirit of the things I'm like really into and everything. I mean, when I saw a ghoulie's pin, like an actual pin, you know, of a, yeah. of a little ghoulie coming out of a toilet, I was just like, mm. this this place is you know this place is on point. So yeah. it's a really Side- nice looking oh, pin sorry. too. Yeah, yeah, it's very fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, and it'll give Jeff some time to think of his answer, but when you said. And on the back of their bookmark where it says your favorite horror movies on VHS that instantly like resonated with me because because um, we used to rent movies on VHS from this place called um, Turtles which I don't think they have in Tennessee yeah we have um, you did have them mm-hmm. um, and I remember Turtles being just everything was brown like the cassettes were brown <laughs> and or the cases were brown and I remember being little whenever there was a horror movie that we rented there was something about like my mother or me, my mother, whoever it was, opening up that brown case and taking out this scary movie that I was like, oh, here it goes. Yeah. You know? And yeah, that yeah. really, when you said that, I hadn't thought about that in a long time, but that really resonated, like just being nervous about this case being open. And there, yeah, There's, there's something different about the feel of uh, those big, clunky VHS tapes. Yeah. And, and, you know, in other video stores, like the artwork that you would see, like, mm-hmm. let's face it, so many times your decision was dictated by the artwork on a VHS yeah. tape. Oh, just being scared at seeing, yeah. like, April Fool's Day. Right. And there's right. something about watching horror. I know you came to horror a little bit late, but there's something about watching it as a kid that mm-hmm. is so different than as an adult. Because as a yeah. kid, it's terrifying and you think it's yeah. real. There's nothing that I, don't, I think I can watch that would terrify me the way Nightmare on Elm Street terrified me in the 80s. Yeah. Or basically any scary movie terrified me in the 80s. So, yeah. yeah. But again, that's uh, Cavity Colors. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Cavity Colors. So, I like the name. Really fun Cavity website. Colors. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool website. I've thought of one. <laughs> <laughs> What's making you scared? Wait with bated breath. I'm going to say the Halloween countdown on dinosaurdracula.com. Nice. Okay. Uh, nice. The guy who runs that site, his name is Matt, and uh, his website was one of the very first websites I ever started following when I first got a computer, when, like like 99 or 2000. Uh, he's he still a, going? Yeah, his yeah. website used to be called xentertainment.com, and like around 2003, he started doing a Halloween countdown like a month or two before Halloween, and it's he's just done it every year since then, and it's kind of become a Halloween tradition for me now as to... You know, I get excited for like, oh, when's when's Matt gonna do the next you know countdown? And uh, so he always he, he's hilarious too. Like just the stuff that he writes is really funny. And then he has a character that he does. He makes little videos now of uh, I think it's Mad Matt is the name of the yeah. character. <laughs> and he puts like white face 
puts white face paint on and he puts like black makeup around his eyes and stuff and he's like you know, new for 2016. He has this <laughs> voice that he puts on. He's he's really funny and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just like I said, it's become like a Halloween tradition for Very me. Cool. So Very cool. that's it. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And thanks, thanks for, for listening to the Half Ass Horrorcast. Thank you for listening to the Half Ass Horrorcast. You can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash half horror. Or you can find us on Twitter at HA Horrorcast. Or send us an email at half at gmail.com.